Good afternoon. You're listening to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook and YouTube. Just go to your Facebook page and look us up or hit see first to see and hear all the great programs we have here on WNHHLP. And Cannabis Corner is also streaming live on the Greenhaven Media Facebook page and ProCannabisMedia.com. Excuse me one minute. Ah, welcome. It is Monday, February the 26th. 2024. Welcome to Cannabis Corner. I am your host, Joe Joe the Chance, Joe the Weed Guy, and I am joined here this week, of course, by my illustrious co-host, Uncle Lou, Lou Vega. Lou Vega's muted right now, but oh, he's, hey, there hey. he is. Uncle How's Lou, how are you? Good times. Good times. Good brother. You know how it goes. Right. You know, just... Uh, Getting back from the weekend, kind of grinding out the the beginning of the week and doing what we got to do. It was a nice weekend. Got to see everybody for the short time that I was up there. But, you know, the star of the weekend there was Kristen. So I'm super excited to hear her takes on how the weekend went for her. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, with that, why don't we we bring on Miss Kristen Souza, the uh, speaker extraordinaire. I'll put on a really great presentation this weekend. I was highly, highly impressed. Yes. Uh, Thank you. Yes, and uh, very, very good. So, Kristen Souza in Kristen's Corner, how are you today? Are you recovered? I am wearing slipper socks and a sweatshirt, and I'm working from <laughs> home today. I am really tired. I, I don't get out much, and I get overpeopled, which I loved seeing all the people. But after it was over, I'm like, oh, I need to reset. So I'm good. I'm sleepy. But it was really fun, and yeah, good weekend. Nice, nice. Glad you had a good time. I uh, I was there for one day, and I will say I enjoyed myself. It was great seeing everybody. Um, it was cool to be at the casino, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed myself, but I can only handle one day. I got to tell you, I mean, you know, I'm no, I'm no spring chicken, but, um, I had to take all day yesterday just to recover. Yeah. My body contorted it. Just, it, I, I felt like it was just like resetting itself all day and i get that um, you know because i'm you know a lot of walking a lot of walking for me i parked far away and you know i walked around the casino and i you know i'm one of those kind of people but by the end of the day man i'm sure you all saw me at that little after party i was falling asleep i was sitting there with you half asleep at like 8 30 i'm like it's got to be like midnight 8 38 wow (laughs) party animals that yeah it was exhausting. i didn't even make it that far i um was lucky enough to be able to have dinner at the casino mm-hmm. so that was very nice i got to you know 
catch up with some people and do the whole so well, you know, some of the guys from guys and gals from the social equity um class yeah, I spoke the with Oaks them. Them. No, no, not the actual social equity committee. Uh-huh. They can do whatever they gotta do. But it was nice to catch up with the people that were in the class and you know, a lot of times they like they forget about us completely. So it's nice to reconnect and the actual social equity applicants, you know, outside of business and just kind of trying to catch up and a lot of us have have kind of the same story that you know it's it's such a difficult task and nobody's communicating back and forth and you know all the trials and tribulations of everything that's going on. So it was just nice to to once again not feel completely alone in the process. <laughs> yeah, that's what I you know that's what I found too that there was a lot of camaraderie there between the people of the Connecticut cannabis community. Um, we're all in our own different ways, yep. depending on what area you're in. It doesn't really matter. Yep. Honestly, doesn't Tons matter what up. arena you're in. The medical people are suffering. I talked to the nurses who are giving out the, you know, the descriptions. I talked to, oh yeah, I talked to everybody. That's basically what I did and asked them. And people who are working in dispensaries. Are are telling me the truth, which was nice about what how they really feel about what's going on. No matter what area of the industry you're in, whether you're a social equity applicant trying to get open, as Lou has discussed here on the show, or whether you're a CBD seller, a hemp farmer, it doesn't matter. We're all in this state which has decided to overregulate and become very authoritarian authoritarian and tyrannical uh with cannabis legislation and it's affected all of us and that's one thing i did notice we're all in the same boat and i think this did help us to realize that um yeah it's always nice to catch back up with those individuals and it's it's a lot you know what i mean yeah so that for that reason i felt it was a good affair um you know, I have some other comments about it um, from a business standpoint, but, you know, I'll keep them to myself. But I will say it was a very eclectic mix of exhibitors, um, some of which I didn't know why they were there. You know um, what? It's because it's a general show for tons of people. And brother. I think people need to understand that it was, to me, more of a consumer show. Yeah. Which is good. We need consumer shows in Connecticut. I would have liked to have even seen it have gone more consumer, like a Bobby Nuggs type of show, more cultural and more consumer. Because to me, it had kind of a mixed identity. And if it had an identity of a cultural, because it is, it's a consumer show. Let's be real. Don't market it business. It's a consumer show. Then go all in. Go all in on the Joe, consumer show. Joe. I yeah. got you. Okay. The market's, but not big enough. the market's not big enough in Connecticut, brother. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And then on that, it would actually take support from the actual community, which. I guess I'm trying to link it to like what a Bobby Nuggs show Joe, would be like. I hear I you. Love that. Two different markets. Yeah, you're right. And you know what I mean? It's all different markets in that avenue. Like we all enjoy our friend Bobby, but it's a legacy show when you go to those. You know what I mean? Um, well, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. What you know you're what saying. I mean? 
It's a show that is very much legacy. They're not necessarily supported by the other organizations. And if they are, it's different. But all the all the organizations that are in Connecticut were in in were represented. You know what I mean? Now what takes it to the next level? The audience. Yeah. Was the audience did the audience show up, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and you know, honestly, having something in the casino is, is different. You know, it's, it's, nice. it's, it's a I, different I audience. Great. I like the uh, atmosphere of the casino, um, but know? it is a different but, um, audience. It wasn't like it was a flooded show, but it's all it's all nice. Everything. Look, like I said, it was an opportunity for us as the yeah. cannabis community to be able to get together and talk and network and actually expose ourselves out to the general public. So it's a win. It's a win for the community, and that's what matters. So, okay. you know. Um, anyway, Kristen, since you're in the corner, we have a, a few events coming up this week, one that we actually are sponsoring. So why don't we get into that? I noticed we only have one of our guests with us, so we have some time. Let's get into the events. Okay. I will save the one that has our guests for last as the perfect segue. Um, mm -hmm. But... There are, yeah, so I did mention these last week, but I just want to mention them again because they are coming up uh, very quickly. So Urban Legends and Salt and Oil Yoga, um, who I did meet Salt and Oil Yoga this weekend, actually. Myself they had a included. Boot. I was great. want to have them on uh, the show. I did yep. solicit a ton of guests. Good. Excellent. But yeah, they <laughs> we'll are have doing a full the... calendar by the time I'm done. I love it. That's what we're supposed to do. Um, but yeah, they are doing the cannabis yoga in New Canaan. Um, so just go to their website. It is saltandoilyoga.com. And that is uh, just this Thursday. So there's still time to get tickets, but you only got a couple of days. And yeah, also and a, good, a little oh, plug for them. They uh, want to do special events. So if you want to hire them, uh, they'll come in and do a special yoga event at your at your space. And they said the one thing that they need is spaces. So if you have a space out there, you want to host a yoga and cannabis event, contact them. Yeah. Yeah. And I really love that. And I did host a yoga event. You need a fair amount of room for people to be able to spread out their mats and kind of do their thing. Um, but you're not dancing or moving around. So a quick Google on space, just having a few feet between each person and enough room. You can, I mean, my small store, we could have six to eight people inside. And yeah. when it was nice, we actually did it out on the sidewalk, which was kind of funky, but it worked. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great you idea. You made it work it every time. And I think <laughs> the two blend real well, you know, Absolutely. and yoga, massage, all that, all that with cannabis, all good. Go yeah, ahead. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then also on Thursday, um, Connecticut for Accessible Psychedelic Medicine is doing um, a testimonial workshop. So that's just going to be like an educational type workshop, helping folks either write testimony or be prepared to give uh, verbal testimony around psychedelic medicine. So that's going to be at seven o'clock at Drip House in Hamden. And the sign up link is um, on ctpsychedelic.med at their Instagram. Um, so that's just, you know, just a good opportunity to get together with other folks that are interested in learning more about psychedelics and kind of brush up on your, your testimonial and email writing if that's something you'd like to do. So that is also this Thursday. Yeah, I will probably, I don't know if I'll show up in person, but I'll be on the Zoom for sure. I'm very yeah. interested in psychedelics. I think that's a new frontier. 
no, very interesting. I like learning about it. I don't know a ton, you know, so I'm very, I always joke. I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm the person that you're, you're going to get when they don't know anything. So you lay it on. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you know me, I'm into education and stuff. I want to learn. I want right. to learn about, about it. Be so. a sponge. Knowledge is power. Exactly. Precisely. Precisely. Um, what else do I got? Oh, you know, Jason Ortiz came in about three minutes before the show started. So clutch timing, letting me know about this one. But the last prisoner project is doing a 420 day of action or sorry, 420 unity day of action. That's mm -hmm. on Thursday, March 7th. And it is a public information session. It's virtual via Zoom at 3.30 Eastern Standard Time. So you can log in and just learn all about what Last Prisoner Project is doing for the 420 Day of Action and other social justice initiatives that they're involved in. Um, so again, you can go to Last Prisoner Project, either their website or their social media and sign up for that. It, it's a free, uh, free Zoom, free webinar. So good opportunity to just learn more yeah. about what's going on and what we should be a part of. Yeah, they There's got a, a big thing planned. Stuff. They got a yeah. big thing planned for 420. So yeah, once you get on the website, it'll, you can see everything they got going on. But this is one piece of it uh, as part of the run-up to it. So yeah, it's important if you want to get involved. And it's a Zoom, easy as pie. Check it out. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you're looking one? to support, I know that for that alone. Um, just to piggyback on that, um, Nautilus Botanicals, we're looking to support students for a sensible drug policy, uh, SSDP, and bring some individuals from the Connecticut chapters down to that event that they have going on. So if you're looking to support anybody local, they are definitely students who do do the expungements. These are some law students from Yale, students from UNH, students from UConn. So they're they're always looking for some help, and it costs about $1,000 to get uh, a student down and house them and kind of do that whole thing. So, oh, so okay. Um, so if someone would be interested in like, let's say sponsoring a student to go yeah. down, um, they can go through uh, you, Uncle Lou? Are you working? No, we're with sponsoring. SSDP? We're, we're working with We're SSDP. one of the sponsors. Okay. So they can go to yeah, it, so they it, is that the Yale it. chapter. Which chapter? Uh, you would just reach out to SSDP. We can get that information on our website. And Kate is the cat is the uh, liaison for that. But they're helping to try to bring down students from those chapters. That's how we support our local communities. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think we're that's talking, a brilliant idea. Yeah, I love that. So it costs about $1,000 per student to get them right. housed and transported down there. So uh, SSDP. We've shared their events and we give them their oh, shout yeah. outs all the time. So, you know, I think this I is a way to help support them. Yeah, I no, love that I, are I doing love that through Nautilus. That's great. I love SSDP. Yeah. And, and, you know, so put the word out there, everybody. If one of your companies, you got a thousand dollars, you want to sponsor a student to go down to the 420 day of action, which I think is actually on 418. It starts. It's a so whole, it's going to be a weekend. whole week. Yeah. It's going to be. The and whole but week yeah, there's a week of activities leading up to it with a big event at the end. It's going to be fun. Um, and it might be a nice trip. Hey, if any of you, I love DC. Hey, somebody wants to sponsor Joe, the weed guy, just give me a call. <laughs> actually, I same. would love to go. Yeah. You want to sponsor the show? You give us a call. We'll, we'll take care of you. I was a college uh -huh. student for 16 years. I'm almost disappointed I finally graduated. Nick, <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on that always. All, All right. right. So what let's else? get to the big event that we're promoting for Wednesday night. 
Let me just drop one more real quick, Joe, because you actually sent this one to me and it's coming up quick. Um, On March 10th, it's Sunday, Gene Traders is doing the Indoor Cultivation Expo out in Springfield, Massachusetts. So Gene Traders is great. I'm sure a lot of us know Lou already. Um, But yeah, check that out on his Instagram website, all of that. But it's an indoor expo. Springfield's just over the border, not far. I'm going to use it as an excuse to visit my daughter at college and maybe bop over. But uh, yeah, so that was the last one I wanted to plug. And you can go visit a dispensary in another state. If I am so inclined. Sounds like a fabulous idea. Yeah, I I, I may go. I think I'm going to go. Thank you. I'm going to go. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go because there's a casino up there, too. Um, Anyway, now let's get to our event. All right. Now we're ready. All right, so uh, this Wednesday evening at the Burn and Learn Center in North Haven. The address is 2017 Foxen Road in North Brantford. Um, it starts at 6 o'clock. We are holding a an event called Let's Talk About Weed, Getting Active in Advocacy. This is a, a group panel discussion with five expert activists from the community who are on the show today they're all joining us now lovely um and we are going to be discussing the various aspects of activism and advocacy and it was kind of exactly what you said in your presentation Kristen. you summed it up very nicely i may even have you bring that to the show um if i have you, the because, powerpoint yeah because it does it shows that it's not all about Rah, rah, go up and hit the legislators, go to testimony, go to the Capitol and and do that kind of work. That is not what all activism is about. It's not even all about doing it on the streets. There's many forms and and it's 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 social media. It's journalism. It is community out there with the community, meaning the people. It is local government. It's all aspects and i think we've put together a good group of people not only on this panel but on the show today uh to discuss that because it is legislation season and we did have a hearing last week and i did watch the hearing and i did see that our event was mentioned in the hearing and i don't know if you oh yes by vin candeloria who happens to be the representative of that district who, Interesting. who said in the hearing, I don't know if you heard on the Chaz and AJ show this morning, but they were advertising an event on Wednesday night that I know there's going to be illegal activities at. And I'm like, you know, I blew up. I mean, because this is an educational event. And yeah, it's consumption friendly, but guess what? So's your stupid sportsplex. You can drink yep. over there. You know it's the way not, I take this? They don't this? sell it. It's, it, in other words, the cannabis is brought, not bought. It and is you know the what? same thing. The last yeah. time we did this, almost nobody consumed. I was the one who lit up first. So yeah. everybody. <laughs> and they're, know, not, people... they're not doing anything illegal. So no, hopefully no. we'll swing through. I invited him. I, I Look, after that, I did fire him off an email. Uh, and he did apologize in a way. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I will say also from a marketing perspective, we've clearly done an exceptional job of marketing and talking about our events in a way yes, that is reaching eyes everywhere. Talking about As your friendly neighborhood marketing specialist, I think that's fantastic. That is. <laughs> right. And, you know, just even saying it in the hearing is huge. I, I hope that uh, I hope one representative at least stops by. Yeah, because it is educational. Maybe they will learn something and get to, you know, it was a very contentious hearing. I mm -hmm. have to say, I've never it's seen, and I've been hearing. to a lot of hearings, not not time yet. I've been to a lot of hearings, and this is the most contentious I have ever seen it between the constituents and the legislators. And it was, it was, I was shocked. I really was. And uh, they really seem to have gone off the rails. I got to say it, Mike D'Agostino just seems to be on a tear. And, um, you know, I'm glad I wasn't there. Let's just put it that way. Um, but, man, we have a lot to discuss. I think we should get started. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> without further ado, I'm going to introduce our participants. And we'll go on one by one. And we'll talk a little bit about Wednesday's event. But also maybe their experiences, uh, of what's been going on lately in the industry. And we'll have a nice round table discussion here. So with us today, Mr. Duncan Shaw from Better Ways LLC and the Connecticut Canna Warriors. Anne-Marie Luisi Rosado from Higher Health LLC. Uh, Kamora Harrington from Kamora's Cultural Corner. And Rafael Rosario III from Basement Ghost Productions, but also a very, uh, used to be a Drug Policy Alliance, very plugged in, been an activist forever. Uh, and these are some very esteemed guests. Welcome, everybody. How are you? I'm not going to get into formal introductions because everybody knows who you are. How's everybody today? Let's start with the guy who's on my left there, Duncan. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, thanks for having us on today. Uh, no, thanks for doing the event, bro. Yeah, like the oh, my pleasure. And and sort of echoing Kristen's uh, level of rec recuperation and fatigue. It was quite quite a week, quite a weekend. You know, the general law committee, as we were just saying, testified had the public testimony hearing, and then the Expo Canna, which was, as you said, uh, an eclectic. Uh, group of exhibitors um it was nice to see uh many of you there it was great to see the the can connecticut cannabis community out and about capham's table wholeness house burn and learn um you know all the ccsba yep the ccsba um it was i mean too many to name it was it was it was a good event um i was happy to speak um that i i appreciated that opportunity to get more of the uh truth and importance of consumer education um mm -hmm. the importance of just breaking the the sciences behind this plant down simply enough or also being well versed in it so it was good you did I, a great job you did too you you, you I, I really enjoyed your presentation as well Kristen. yeah it was the only one i actually saw so good duncan i'm glad you had a good experience other than the one you had thursday but we'll get into that after we go around the room <laughs> and Marie, how are you, my friend? Nice to see your smiling face. What's going on? Nice to see you, Joe. I'm well. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me on today. 
Now, I didn't see you up there this weekend, but I know you're busy. You actually, uh, besides higher health, are running a dispensary up in Massachusetts, right? I am. I am. So, and, uh, you know, other than that uh, law of not crossing state lines, we are seeing a lot of New York and Connecticut people coming across state lines, um, even though there is that rule. Unfortunately, we do have two states that are having a very difficult time establishing laws that are beneficial for patients and residents. So with a shortage in both states, um, you know, we're just making um, making it accessible for everyone. Now, what's the name of your uh, dispenser up there again? Himalayan High. And we're where right are you located? Beckett. Right in we Beckett. We're in Beckett. So we're right on the corner of Route 20 and Route 8. We're in the Berkshires, right at the beginning of the Berkshires. So it's actually a beautiful ride. Um, and this time of year, now with the sun shining, um, it's really gorgeous. It's very peaceful. So it's convenient as well. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you, but I don't know if you know, I was on the Chaz and AJ show last week and uh, overwhelmingly, and this came from the listeners, people have been saying more and more that they are more willing to travel to Massachusetts mm -hmm. uh, and get better prices, get a better quality than uh, use the dispensaries here in Connecticut because of the shortages, because of the quality. So I mean, I think this is a big wake-up for call for the state, and I'm glad there are people out there like you from Connecticut who are working in Massachusetts, and you get to see the difference in the way they regulate cannabis between the two states because you've had to do business with both of them as a medical mm -hmm. provider and as now in Massachusetts, a legal uh, dispensary up there. Big difference in the way they treat their yeah. people or no? Absolutely. So full disclosure, I'm not here to um, promote my business no, in Mass. Not um, at all. Because I, I've also been, because of the way our lawmakers are not looking out for patients, um, my business in Connecticut, and I'm not ashamed to say my business in Connecticut took a 50% loss this year yeah. because they're treating patients like shit. And I mm -hmm. think at the end of the day, oh, sorry, like crap. Um, at the end of the day, people have to realize, and I did state this in my testimony, which I, I really failed to do a good job with my testimony. And I think it's because I'm a patient too. And what our lawmakers really fail to realize is that first of all, medicinal cannabis brought cannabis to the state first yeah. and foremost, if it wasn't yeah. for medicinal, we wouldn't have it as of yeah. 2012. Yep. And our medical patients are the most loyal and knowledgeable people in our dispensaries. Yep. So if they're worried about revenue, then they should be worried about our patients. It is yep. medicine. This is what our patients need. And they're totally disregarding them. And no one is sitting here complaining about the revenue that they're making. They're yep. complaining about the nuisance that we are. Yeah, it's become that way. And I, I noticed even in the hearing, they're treating the activists and the people as a nuisance. Correct. You know, it's as a, it's really gotten really adversarial. It's sad to see. I want to move on to Kimora because um, we're limited on time. But Anne-Marie, I do appreciate all the work you and the dedication you have to the medical 
community, you know, because once recreational came in, it just seemed like that almost got swept under the rug. You know, they've just treated like the little bastard stepchild. And I hate to say that, but it's it just my observation. So come on. Thank you for recognizing that. How are you? I'm going to be a thorn in their side. Good. We need yeah. more thorns. And here's another thorn. Kamora, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, be a thorn and take a break. So like, honestly, Anne-Marie, take a breath, take a pause when you need to take the pause. <laughs> um, Because I think there's enough folks who are doing the work that as each of us needs to take that step out. And as we really think about this as medicine, um, I loved this weekend. And, you know, we can talk about who sponsors were and all that other interesting stuff. Yeah, but well, Really yeah. nice, like... <laughs> but there are only so many times when a community can come together and, and that's together. the point we need right? more of that yes yeah i'm dunking i don't know when the last time i saw this man was but i saw him saturday and that felt great you know kristen i saw you for two seconds joining you there um but it's interesting i i'm hearing you talk about this this, this is what i do right so kimura's cultural corner the weekend was a high but today let's see i've met with some state reps already planning international women's day um, I met with some folks from the Trust for Public Land to figure out how to get land out of public um, hands and into community hands. Our hands. And, and I'm planning, you know, Wednesday night, we're having the vigil for next Benedict, right? And in all of these that. places, the necessary component is a community of human beings who can connect with each other. And I know that I'm in the right place here to talk about how cannabis can facilitate that. Mm -hmm. So watching the weird stuff happening inside of cannabis is a whole lot of fun. And then when we've got a weekend when we can all get together, that's awesome because that's where we start addressing this stuff. Yes. There's this... never been a time in this country when activists are loved by the elected officials. And when I work with people and they're like, oh, we've got a right, great represent our relationship with rep this one, with rep that one. With that. It's like, dude watch out if you as an activist have an amazing relationship with any elected official then it, it's it's for this beautiful moment in time and when it's time for them to cannibalize you for their needs and when it's time for them to sell you down the river for their votes they will like will. activists making friends with politicians is cute for year one but by year three if we're still <laughs> friends we're not doing real work yeah that's very true that is very true Kamar, and i appreciate what you do not only with the cannabis, but in all areas of the community, you are one of those people who are concerned about the entire community on all levels. You know what I mean? Because a healthy community means healthy people, right? And and I think you understand that more than almost any of the other people that I've ever talked to that fact and and i really appreciate what you do you have that beautiful labyrinth up there you have those thinking and doing days you have a lot of great things to bring people together do you know what i mean and cannabis is a part of that so that is cannabis is, is awesome. and now duncan duncan brought up the psychedelic so working with connecticut for accessible psyche um psychedelic medicine is wonderful like and on our panel on Saturday, it felt really great to talk about this cosmic oneness. And I'm still completely appreciating that I don't have to do social worker therapist speak when I speak, that I'm now in a world where I can be like, dude, it's all, we, we've entered the age of Aquarius and it's time for us to get to that cosmic oneness. And when the moon Love it. is in the seventh house. So I'm going to go to Raphael real quick. Raphael, 
How are you? Hey guys. Yeah. So I don't know if you could you notice in the where I'm at right now in the background. I'm in the people's house, you know, doing the people's work. Um, oh, there you are. Look at you. Right. Yeah, Solid right. flex. Solid yeah, flex. So... Well timed. <laughs> so no, um, you know, I was talking to Joe this weekend at the after party and and telling him. Um, I guess what happens after these hearings, right? There's always this interesting phase that when cannabis activists show up for a hearing, the next day the LOB is filled with uh, lobbyists and other folks um, who are protecting other interests. Um, so to people's folks, uh, to people's point on the call, you know, there are things that happen <laughs> here that sometimes we're not privy to, um, you know, and. I saw, I saw, Kristen, I saw your slide about like the different parts of activism. I'm in the, I'm in the policy side of the activism. Um, Love it. So I'm here, you know, there's a, there's actually another cannabis hearing tomorrow that folks might not know about. Oh, um, you know, please. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> LOB is so forthcoming. 52 yes. <laughs> 35, right? Yes. Yes. And, and just know that there will be other people testifying um, and you know, shaping the way the cannabis industry works here. I think. <laughs> if, I think one if thing. If somebody wants Joe, to get me a link to that, um, I'll share it out there. Yeah. No. You know, I, two things I wanted to say, Joe. Yes, I think but, uh, the, the the legislators are more afraid of the learning part than they are about the burning part, right? <laughs> and With math, right? They don't want to do math. <laughs> that's right. And I think it's you know, while we're on the air, I think it's important to let people know that this year is an election year for. For folks running um, for our state reps and state senators. Um, and one of the things that I hear a lot when I'm at the LOB is that they rarely hear from patients where they rarely hear from their constituents. Um, so my challenge to folks who are listening, who are, who are on the call, who feel like they're not doing enough, find out who your legislators are um, and contact them, share your stories, tell them how the industry and how the market is impacting you currently. Um, tell them, tell them how you go to mass to purchase your stuff and how you've gone to other places to do that. I think it's important for our legislators and our elected officials to know what's going on and also remind them that they work for you, um, and not the lobbyist. Right, right, exactly. And I think that's what a lot, I mean, I heard Mike D'Agostino in that hearing say, we are here to protect the industry, we are not concerned about you losing your business. I mean, oh, you're not concerned about your constituents losing losing their businesses. Okay, so that shows whose pocket you're in the industry. But let's, all right, so let's get into it, all right? Activism. Duncan, your thoughts, you were at the LOB. Your thoughts uh, on what is this new legislation they are proposing? And how is it going to screw us um, this year? That was a loaded question, but go. <laughs> what is our screwing so, up this year? And so do they from, include lube? From so from that was Thursday, right? So yes, you know, and I and I was there. I was there all day. I know you were. Like That's why I'm asking. To, I think it wrapped up at like nine thirty, ten at night. We were there all day, just trying to chip away at some level of miscommunication or 
lack of information or apathy or ignorance or however you want to wrap it up. But um, the first big concerning thing was when we were all downstairs, when Representative uh, Candelora referenced Wednesday's event as like an illegal event and they're up to no good. And, you know, I even I even wrote in my test. I I had to add it in my testimony as he was speaking how um, I'd be bringing up his conversation. I said, these over restrictions and limited license licensing infrastructure has yielded the mess we're in. The kind of mess that, for example, in a moment downstairs has a legislator demonizing a community's educational event while simultaneously speculating enforcement options looking for a non-existent boogeyman. I'm Don't worry, I, 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 uh, event. So again, I it's just funny, an email. how do we, yeah, and you did reach out to him and that's, and, you know, again, it's for me, I sat there for eight hours. I sat down, they're on their phones, they're laughing and talking to each other. They are, um, not paying attention to me. Meanwhile, they're sitting under the flag that my grandfather flew for the Navy for. I am your constituent. How can you possibly sit up there and say, uh, like, nothing to me? No questions, no dialogue, kind of cut me off in the middle of my sentences. Like, this this is a unfamiliar engagement. You know, we look at activism and advocates in other states and how their legislators engage with them. You know, not everyone's going to see eye to eye, but the concept of the conversation isn't being had at all. And we're no, being. I, I noticed that, like I said, they've, they've obviously they've changed. They really have. And, but what I want to get into Duncan is what are they proposing? Yes. So going back to that, the um, so in one of the, uh, you know, Chairperson D'Agostino's statements, he said something along the lines of, and not to be confused with a monopoly, but any and all derivatives of THC will flow through Connecticut's singular marketplace. I believe was the language he used. So, so, ba- so this so new please, law. Please, please help me understand how a singular marketplace is any different than a monopoly. I right. would really, I would really like to understand that. Well, so that's well, this is all language that can be used in a lawsuit. But the, the fighting, the fighting against the hemp, uh, hemp derived THC products, the ratioed products, we're kind of witnessing what a, um, you know, a cannabis civil war. You have federal law that is you know superseding with the farm bill act of 2018 that will be actually advancing sounds like up to one percent of thc for hemp based products and then you have states that at their will will either support an industry that they created licensing for not a few years ago um, or they hand it over to big companies that are from out of state so things like florida are occurring then you have other states that successfully have you know, the hemp industry has a class action lawsuit. You know, I we're we're like really kind of in the uh you know the fifth minute of the atomic clock, so to seems with like the hemp and CBD industry. Um no, it's it's other than it's, that, it's blatantly you know, obvious that they don't want small businesses, they really want control of the entire thc molecule to run through their system so they can make all the money off it and control the revenue 
Um, and now it's even part, killing of it. an entire but, part of the C, the CBD market as well. Right. So they're killing well, two markets and trying to funnel it all through one. They're they're trying to have a, a compromise with the social equity licensees, the cultivators that have had significant monkey wrenches getting online, and there's existing hemp cultivation locations that um there should be a partnership right there's an existing infrastructure there are licensees that don't have anywhere to grow higher thc cannabis and then you have places that have been growing cannabis since 2019 so right. it's um you know again it's 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 helping the legislators look at this from an existing industry and then the medical and the rec and you know the the, the industry is the marketplace the yeah. free market is the industry. That's that's where the decision making. The people be. are the marketplace. Right. Uh, so. They are the ones spending the money. Uh, and with the illnesses, uh, it really should be up to the people. And that's who you serve. I want to move on to Anne-Marie. I want to find out what they're doing to the medical program this legislative session, if anything. <laughs> Or what are they not doing? I should put it that way, uh, or you should put it that way. So um, I, I, there's there's a lot that's going on or not going on with the medical program. So first things first is there's a shortage. So let's turn around and license all of these equity applicants, but give them so many restrictions that they can't find locations, they can't come up with funding. And I know funding very well because my partners and I had to come up with money, right? Yeah. And that's probably one of the most difficult tasks. I'm very lucky that my partners are so well seasoned or they're, they're just really good at that. That, that wasn't my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse was to make the price look pretty, um, you know, buy great cannabis. Um, and also, you know, I know a lot of people are against dispensaries um, or the legal market. However, oh, just in it, Connecticut, um, just in Connecticut, of course, <laughs> me too. But, you know, in Massachusetts, we made sure they're fine I, with it I everywhere sure, else. <laughs> along with my partners, a lot of our growers here at one time were legacy and they mm -hmm. have social equity licenses, um, mm -hmm. they became legal. So for us, we try not to at all costs not to support corporate because we are mom and pop here and we know exactly how it's going in Connecticut. Um, but for my business, um, it's really important that I service every patient and walk them through the process. So what's going on for um, Connecticut is again, you know, that there was supposed to be medication that was put aside for patients. Is that happening? Absolutely not. Are they being price gouged? Yep, they are. Yep, yep. So for me, it's so hard for me to say yes. I support this program. What I do support is the knowledge um, and exactly what they're trying to stop. They wanna pull the pharmacist out of the dispensary and say, hey, look, we're gonna virtually keep them there. Yeah, yeah. That is so heartbreaking to me. Um, I keep an office, that's what I pride my clinic on, is keeping an office so that way, if my patients need that paperwork assistance, there's still that stigma, there'll always be that stigma but come on in, sit down. I'm going to talk to you about it. If you have children in the house, or if you have a pediatric case, I'm going to walk you through those steps and make you feel comfortable. Yeah. A lot of our clinics that are certifying patients, they don't provide that. That's yeah. a cost no, to me, 
but I'm going to do that for you because I want you to feel comfortable. With that being said, what happened at the Capitol this week was so heartbreaking for me to see. We have 1,792 providers in the state of Connecticut. How many advocates for patients did you see that were a provider testifying right. or send in a written testimony? And me. it's their businesses that are it's suffering. You're not the only one. You're not the I'm only one. I'm shocked by that number. I thought there were maybe 10 of y'all. There, wow. No, there's almost 1,800 of us. And this is why I get so jammed up because I've been doing this since 2019. And I feel very, very alone in this program when it comes to people having my back for patients. Because if you're taking people 75 $200, and you are not the voice for them when they don't have a voice for themselves, this is disgusting. Yeah. The other problem is dispensaries are supposed to be recommending three names at a time. They're not. They're breaking, violate, they're breaking regulations by giving out one name or putting blah, 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 you know, on their counter. And I'm at the point now where I'm walking in or I'm getting their email and I'm calling them out. Good. Because you know what? If you are not standing up for the patient and for this program to keep it alive, then you know what? I'm going to call a spade a spade because right. I need some help as an advocate. Not just me, my patients do deserve better. This program deserves better. How yeah. dare you want to take a pharmacist out of the program? When Connecticut said, we have the best program in the country, we have a pharmacist in every dispensary. Well, now they want to take it out. Try to pull them out. Mm -mm, this is what they do. This is, Amory, I, I just I want to wrap it up and go to Kimura, but I want to just say, you're putting out the call to other medical provider companies, and they know who they are and they listen to this show to join and join and become an activist and get up there and fight for your program. You're putting out the call right now, all right? So you hear that? Contact Anne-Marie. I think you all need to get together and have a powwow. All right, I'm going to move Thank on. You, to, I'm going to move on to Kamora. Kamora, what are you working on this legislative session? Because I know you have a lot of irons in the fire. I am supporting, so you know me, I am supporting a whole lot of people and figuring out how to get everyone on board together. Um, and, and how folks with what appear to be competing interests can actually work together. Um, so if right. we go back four years ago around cannabis, um, you'll remember, I, there, there's a whole lot of people, yes, legal cannabis is great, wonderful, but there are hippies who have concerns, and there are capitalistic businessmen who have concerns, and there are potheads who have concerns, and there are elected officials who have concerns. And while today we're all saying we're all doing the same thing, when it comes out in the wash, we are not, right? right. And, and where we are right now is it's come out in the wash. Um, and around the hemp thing, I had, I've got people who support me in all kinds of interesting ways, but this is where the competing thing is an issue. So I teach cultural humility. I teach ways for us all to figure out how to get together. And therefore I've got sponsors and people sponsoring things. And I'm adding, this year we're supposed to be adding a cotton bed a hemp bed, um, and a tobacco bed. If you know Connecticut, if you know Connecticut art agriculture, it makes a lot of sense to have those three beds there as we're talking. That's right. About. They're Definitely. all legacy products. Well, unfortunately, 
the cannabis people will not support it because hemp is a part of it. Now let's discuss where we are as a community. And suppose, and these are people who three years ago, we all heard that we were all in the same bed together, that we're all fighting for the same thing. But because hemp is there, the cannabis people don't want to sponsor it. Um, and I think that that is something like that. That's a quick one. But Anne-Marie, 1,700 of y'all, and you're the only one who can show up? Yes, ma'am. I saw beautiful ones with really nice printing and advertising on Saturday who probably mm -hmm. could add a voice. And, and here, thinking about what scares me is we're missing the part that this is the revolution. We are missing the revolution. So we're watching people try to turn... And, and weed. I, I love you, cannabis people. I'm 52-year-old Black lady. It's weed, right? So I'm watching people take this beautiful plant that I know does all of this great stuff and brings people together and in a very real formal way. And I'm watching people try to turn it into a nasty drug. And mm -hmm. hearing that, that people are taking away the therapy, the conversation, the, the community that goes along with this, and that people in the industry are okay with it, I've got a question and say, do you see the benefits of cannabis or do you see the benefits of the new cool thing that can make you some money? Because, and, and I think that that needs to be a part of the conversation, just very clearly standing on our high horse and saying, when we say this is revolutionary, we mean it. When we mm -hmm. understand that the, that the mental health issues in our country, one big problem is not just big pharma, but the fact that people have just big pharma with no community. And all these places that continue to remove hum humanity from humanity are a problem. And if we play the game with them, how are we different? And if we play yeah. the game with them, think about how we talk about our grandparents and great grandparents. We're we're not doing the revolutionary work mm. that we say that we're doing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know the music y'all listen to. I know the music that I listen to. I the do. Music that we listen to yep. the revolution. <laughs> Playing yeah. with them and removing the community from medicine because we want it to be taken seriously as medicine is disgusting. We're, that's Beach Boy shit. That's not Grateful Dead shit. Yeah, well, it's 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 the difference between drugs and medicine. They're pushing right. it. You know, it's a drug, 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 drug. This, you know, with the respect that drugs get in our community, and that's the sick part because there's a lot of people on our side who understand how psychiatric drugs are respected. So they're coming out of their truth and they're coming out of what their testimony actually would be and signing on to what big pharma says are the acceptable ways of talking mm -hmm. about medicine. All right, I want to get to Raphael real quick. Raphael, I'm going to let you wrap it up. What can we start to do to move yeah. this forward as a community, not yeah. just legislatively? Because sure, that's what sure. we were discussing. How do we galvanize? Yeah, I think Kamora was, I think she was on point. I think when you were talking about the different communities that exist here and sometimes um, their competing interests, right? Um, and and to be fair and honest, you know, there's a lot of greed as well, um, you know, for yeah. for a lot of folks, this is an opportunity. And, you know, for a lot of people, the social equity license was a, like a lottery ticket. Um, with that being said, there's this farce, you know, this belief that there isn't enough for everyone. Um, there is. And um, I think figuring out, especially this year, fig I think the work that needs to be done is as a community, we really need to figure out what does a collective win look like, right? What is it that the community um, needs and wants and uh, how do we together work towards that? And the, and the last thing I'll say is this is an election year. 
um, we need to stop negotiating with certain people and replace them. Um, I, I would I would say this right now on the air. I, I would love to see um, one of our activists uh, level up and become a state rep and fight for us um, at the Capitol the way we need to, instead of us showing up to the Capitol every year trying to negotiate with folks who are not always on our side. So thank you for this time. It's getting a little loud here. So we're just signing off on this end. All right. Appreciate all, you right. Guys. We, all right, Raphael, thank you all, everything. We will see you Wednesday night. Looking forward Absolutely. to it. Say hello to my friends up there, please. I will. I Especially will. Vin Candeloria. Let them know you'll be there. Invite him over. Absolutely. Uh, I will definitely do that. I'll invite some other legislators to, to Wednesday's event. I think it's important for them to see all the illegal activity going on. All <laughs> right. Very, very good, Raphael. How do they get a hold of you if they want to uh, join the fight with you? Uh, you can reach out to me. I'm, I'm doing some housing stuff this year, but Raphael at Basement Ghost dot com i'm always available you know they can always reach me through you as well joe all right social media as well all right very good well we got a couple minutes let's run around the room i'm going to go backwards kamora how do people get in touch with you to get involved in some of your great events and what do you got coming up all the fun ways so let's see kamora's cultural corners the organization google it in all the ways there's the website there's the social media spaces to get in touch with me and if you go to Hartford, if you show up in Hartford and just say where's kamora someone is going to definitely point you in my direction um what do i have coming up we've got the thinking and doing days actually i just realized who i'm talking to tonight um but or who i'm talking to here tonight i've got a group of trans sex workers coming over and we're watching a documentary about trans sex workers so that we can figure out how to do some work around that um and these are people who definitely should be patients not a single one of them's got a card and i could definitely use something to make the traumatic conversations that are going to happen tonight helpful so if anyone wants to get in touch with me today and wants to support this um, but that is, that's what the work is. The work is finding all of the weird, strange places and finding the humanity in it. I love it. I love it. Cause you know what? That is a very important area. Uh, the sex workers, uh, it's, it's very, just from my own past experience in life. Anyway, Anne Marie, how do they reach you? <laughs> I used to live in Hollywood. <laughs> Joe, you're killing me. <laughs> And that was the only way I ever knew what trans, you, you know what I mean? That's how I was introduced to trans people. Okay, there you go. Amory, go ahead. There you go. Um, <laughs> thank you. So you can find me um, at www.higherhealthlife.com or the social uh, social media, Higher Health LLC on Instagram. I do have a Facebook page, um, but um, I can always help people get their card. My online site is very easy and simple to use. I do telehealth as well. Um, if people need assistance, I can help them. But I also, Joe, you know this, if people are struggling um, with mental health, I do work with a therapy center because we know cannabis isn't just going to be a band-aid, but I do connect people with a mental health provider if need be. Um, and then of course the dispensary and mass, we're not going to drive across state lines. But if you do decide to take a trip to the beautiful Berkshires, um, HimalayanHighLLC.com, our menus online. Excellent. Thank you, Emory, and thank for you for everything you do for the patients. Duncan, wrap it up here. All right. You can find me at Better Ways LLC on Facebook and Instagram, um, or check out our new updated website, Better Ways CT for Cannabis Therapeutics. Um, up and coming for us. Um, March 1st, right around the corner, uh, Sarah C. Creations and Mackenzie, the happy uh, redhead, 
Um, she will be, they'll both have their artisan pop-ups at the store. And then March 15th, we're going to have our sort of holiday luck of the Irish themed uh, paint party. So that'll be Excellent. a private event. They'll be catered by a local professional chef. Um, and uh, it's going to be a really, it's going to be a nice time. Only, uh, only about 10 people. Um, All right. Very, very good. I hopefully I'll be one of them. Uh, and then also, of course, the Can of Warriors, Can of Warriors Facebook group, and you, they now have a website. What is it? Can of Warriors? It's uh, ctcanofwarriors.com. All right. So that's the other place you can find Duncan, and he will be representing them as well as Better Ways on Wednesday evening. Uncle Lou, any final words? I think he's gone. All right, Kristen. 30-second plug to piggyback off what Raphael said about running for office. If you are interested and you are a registered Democrat or a registered Republican, find your town committee and reach out to them. You do not have to be an elected member of the committee to become an endorsed candidate, which means they will help fund you and they will help recruit volunteers. If for whatever reason you are not an endorsed candidate, that means you can walk around your neighborhood and have a petition with signatures. I'm a state of the Connecticut justice of the peace, which means I can authorize petitions for elections. So I would be happy to help you do that so and you can marry people too all right I and Kristen, i'm looking forward to working on your campaign anyway <laughs> i wasn't endorsed <laughs> i can petition it doesn't have to be this year you're still young anyway uh lou take care any last words i see you popped on for a minute uh no just uh you know pressing the button as it comes up sooner easier than uh do but we had a great show i appreciate everybody keep uh putting the work in and uh, stay happy, healthy and high, my friends. Thank you, Uncle Lou. Uh, you can follow me at Joe the Weed Guy at Greenhaven Media. Thank you, everybody. We will see you Wednesday night. If you want more information, find the Burn and Learn Center on Facebook or Instagram or, or follow me. It's all over my social media. Hope to see you there. Thank you, everybody. Remember, unity in the community, number one. United we stand, divided we fall. These are all old school memes. And we got to remember that that's what it's all about. Like Kamora said, we are in the age of Aquarius now. It is not only time for revolution, but evolution. Thank you. See you all Wednesday night. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you all for listening. We love you all. And we'll see you next week and Wednesday night. Thank you. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, I'm taking it next semester, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. I was gonna go to court before I got high. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wouldn't. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey,
Because I got high. La, la, la.